who else is doing a podcast while their 24, 25 year old daughter is moving her weed plants into the sun? Anybody? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Keep that clip. <laughs> I want to. I wanted to grow plants, man. Like that's that's a, that's a long standing dream of mine. There's, but there's just... five of these beauties. My my farmer daughter is up uh, up working nice. early. My dad grew. Uh, my dad grew one in his backyard. Was it one or two? I think it was just one. And that fucking thing was like eight and a half feet tall. They can. By yeah. the time he finally uh, like trimmed it or whatever, he had them hanging up. Had them hanging up on strings in the basement. Jesus Christ! And I came into his house and he's like, "Does it smell like weed in here?" I'm like, Are you? It smells like I'm in a fucking rolling paper. <laughs> it doesn't smell like weed in here. <laughs> if I had a sleeping bag, it would be a zigzag. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark Lefave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Wait, poor Wilbur? <laughs> or whatever his name is. Why did you? Why did you name? How come we have a? Do we have a list as a society of go-to names for old people? Yeah, just like if we have a list of go-to names for generic people, like Karen. Karen's always the generic woman. Nancy. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Way to go, Sarah. Nancy. But I mean, <laughs> Sarah's out there. She's like, I have a beautiful name. I mean, yeah. if it, it had been a woman who had been left in that home at uh, what is it, Ross Rosslyn? Rossley on Rossley. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're talking about here off the hop on Black Sheep Radio. I'm Ben. There's Mark. There's Chris. Is is hey, the, an old guy got got left, left <laughs> left behind. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to laugh, but you bought it. Chris just referred to it as being very like home alone. Oh, it's home I mean, alone. Think about it like that. It's fucking funny. It's but. a home alone situation. It's a home alone situation. But how do you like? How do you? <laughs> Ro- uh, Roslyn is that what this place is called Ro- Roslyn Roslyn which, yeah because it's on Roslyn Ro- how Roslyn do you recover kind of. from that as a as well, a as a health healthcare provider how do you recover from that forget like fucking no better than um what's her name cat is it Catherine O'Hara is she is she the one from you know yeah. the the guy the guy <laughs> from home alone the guy running oh. Roslyn just like fucking woke up just Kevin. like yeah if that fucking old guy's name is Kevin well, who's, that's it. I'm out my mic okay, who's, who's taking the blame for this though the home or the healthcare workers who evacuated everyone everyone I think that they're they're doing what it was a mistake, and that's what they're saying. It was a mistake. People make fucking mistakes. Obviously, we don't want that mistake to happen with our grandfather or something like that. No, it, it was a mistake. Now, granted, you know what I mean. This is a um, and I, this is a privately run um, long term care facility, and those places are a fucking disaster. My mom works at one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. They are so incredibly understaffed. It's absolutely fucking poisonous environment. Sure. How how more of them haven't been closed down? I'm I, I'm shocked. One of the one um, of the things that I can truly say is is there aren't many things where you look at this whole situation and go, I'm sure glad this happened. But for the future of long term care, especially with our oh. parents all entering those years of their lives. Um. It, yeah. This this will be a good thing because it it was it's, due for a radical deplorable. overhaul. Same with the same with the EI system. It's due for a radical overhaul. So those are two yeah. two things that it, will it, be good at the end of this. I'm sure. 
Of course. And if I can say like, it is, it's not the, the fucking RNs, the, the, the nurses and the RPNs and the uh, PSWs that work there and the, the people that are cleaning shit and pit. It's not them. They're working their fucking asses off. Mm. But they are so ridiculously understaffed because just like every other private fucking enterprise, why would I pay for more employees if I can do it with the base amount? Why would I not fill every bed I possibly can and have the least amount of staff to make the most amount of money? The amount of mo- my mom works at one in Timmins. Those fucking old people are paying $2,700 a month to live there. $2,700 a month. And they're sitting in shit and piss for like eight or nine hours because mm-hmm. there's one person taking care of 30 fucking residents. Like, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's and, ridiculous. and on the ridiculous. end of the healthcare workers Stop who it. evacuated that place too, it, it's a pretty extra, extra, extenuating circumstances for them Absolutely. right now too. Absolutely. It's just it, you're you're in the unfortunate position with both the home and the healthcare workers. You're in a, you've both chosen a career path where mistakes are really magnified. It's Absolutely. you know it's like and it, it, these aren't. I'm not saying it's all the same, but it's very parallel to when you're doing morning radio and you sleep in. It's not like nobody's going to miss that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite obvious you yeah. made a mistake. The stakes so. are just a lot higher. You know what I mean? It, it right. is one of those things. When you when you pick, when, when you, when you pick a career or a, a profession where lives are at stake, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it comes with the territory. And, and definitely it's not, it's not, it's not on the, I think I think of all of the people that 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 would be not as responsible for a, an awful way to put that for uh, that that shouldn't be held responsible for something like this is probably mm. the PSWs because there's what are they five for the whole place you know what I mean like those, well, those yeah, people are spread just... thin but you know somebody's definitely responsible just just to go over the ca- the facts of the case before before uh, just to make sure everybody's up to date so this is uh, Roslyn retirement residence in Hamilton they were clearing out the entire uh, residence um, and they uh, they actually left a man behind on Friday and the mistake wasn't discovered until the next evening so until Saturday night and, and the reason why it was discovered we was because the man's family had been repeatedly insisting that he hadn't been transferred to the hospital with the others they kept calling and calling and calling and eventually they, they, they went back and found him alone in his room so it's like yeah. that's it's hmm. crazy. It's See, crazy. Uh, yeah, that that that's it's crazy. Uh, that's systemic failure. Is oh, exactly yeah. what that's systemic failure Absolutely. for sure. Oh yeah, that's a that's a bed shitting. That is that is yeah. what that is. That's yeah. someone someone made a huge mistake. Um, that's a huge but, mistake. That, a hu- that's yeah. huge. That's not. Well, oops, the, the that's not. I, oops! I burnt the fries. That that's a big mistake. Yeah, and the one thing I read as well is that they didn't have uh, any sort of master list of the patients that are in the fucking building. Like that is so bizarre okay. to me that you wouldn't have a. Li- there's 64 people that are there. It's not like there's 5,000 mm. or five fucking million. Again, people. there's 64. People. I'm, we do a roll call in the morning. I'm, Hi, I'm Mark. Hey, that's Ben. There's Chris. I'm given the benefit. <laughs> I'm given the benefit of the doubt in this situation. It's forgivable, provided it doesn't happen again, because there's so mm. much happening. Mm. We all know that. No, we weren't prepared for this. I don't think the staff at the home were prepared for an evacuation of the building due to a health crisis or sufficiently so and and one could understand why i guess now can i can i say though that it's not like this pandemic started yesterday 
So you think that they might have had like, hey, maybe we should put together a couple protocols in case because look at all the other fucking homes that are closing down. Maybe we should at least have a master list of all the patients here. Again, systemic failure. And and that's a management slash ownership thing. And again, it's people that don't give a shit. All they care about is money. They don't care about the old people that they're taking care of. They just care about money. The employees then, the nurses, they're forced to work um, in a shit environment. Now, my mom, she goes to work in that fucking dump in Timmins every single time she goes for her shift and she fucking hates it but she loves the people and she loves taking care of people and that's that's the, the position you're putting people in i want to keep taking care of these people but you're not providing me fucking ppe you're not uh you're not even you're, you're not taking care of the patients properly you're not giving them their fucking medicine you're not allowing enough staff to take care of them like this is not this is not a restaurant that's understaffed this mm-hmm. is your mm-hmm. fucking grandparents uh health that's understaffed and it's just it's it's not it's not a great situation. No, so I'm hoping no, it's Doug not. Ford, you know what I mean? He's a mu- he's a muscle flexor. I'm hoping that at the end of this, he drops the fucking hammer on these on these private There's places a, because that's he's that's been a huge yeah problem. he's been talking about it. I mean, For, they're, they 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 they've been not. I, I'll let Ben. You can talk a sec. I, I was just yeah, he, sorry, sorry. he has he he has come out and said that you, you're talking about Ford, right, Doug Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has come out and said yeah. that like this is this is highlighted a long-standing issue with um, you know yeah, residences and and he's going to do something. Good, great article Good. in the Star this past weekend. You could probably uh, Google it or whatever. It was in the, it was about uh, just about this and uh, private owned versus public owned homes and the three companies that own over 19,000 beds in the province and and what they're all about and the difference in how outbreaks have been much worse in the privately for-profit homes than the non-profit public funded home great article so um yeah if you get a chance look it up the saturday star uh I think I've still got it sitting around here. I, it was it was a really well written, informative article, and it again uh, sometimes bad things like what we're seeing right now need to happen. Can I can I get can, now? I, I'm going to inter I'm going to interject this now that I've brought it up. I have to say it. I'm going to regret it, but just hang on to this thought. Somebody was pitching me over the weekend uh, that the whole Bob Cajun home. The, the 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 first one in Bob Cajun, where I think two dozen people passed away. There's word going around, and again, who knows? But the latest conspiracy theory on this is that uh, none of those were COVID related. Just saying, just it's something worth looking into for those people who. There's a lot of talk going on right now that a lot of deaths uh, are being attributed to COVID that actually aren't attributable to COVID. It was it was something else, but because yeah. it, it, it's like they're inflating the numbers. So if somebody died of some sort of infection, their cause of death, COVID, writing it down, and that numbers are being inflated. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that yeah. that is a popular notion that seems to be gaining a little bit of steam. I've yeah. I saw I saw a meme actually where there was a guy that had like gone through the windshield of his car and he was on the hood and they were, the cops were looking at him. They're like, "What do you think the cause mm-hmm. of death was?" Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I, I get there is talk there, about that. There isn't. It's not like it's not really that big of a crap. Like I know it can kind of sound a little like seedy that like there people are over reporting COVID to hide other deaths or something. But like there is like an economic factor to it, especially in the states. Uh-huh. I've read some stuff where you know the, these these hospitals are 
um, sitting at about 30% capacity. And these hospitals need to bring in income or else they won't function. Uh, and the only income they're bringing is for COVID-19 patients. So they, they have an actual incentive um, to inflate those numbers so that they get more government subsidies to battle right. COVID-19, right? So it's not it's not like this, oh, we're, we're masking other deaths or anything with COVID-19. There is an explainable aspect to it that has to do with operation costs and government subsidies and bursaries and stuff also. Do you know what I mean? So like it's not, it's not really that unheard of to hear of people over reporting COVID-19, even, even if you just look at the, if you just look at the, the, um, the symptom list, everything, it, 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 it's so long that everything could hypothetically classify as COVID-19 right now. So it's only, it's only reasonable to expect that some of the accounting is just a little bit off. Agreed. Agreed that, yeah. well, that's something I want to, we're working our way into this. By the way, if, you, if you're listening for the first time to Black Sheep Radio, this is your first episode. Um, we've been doing this for a, a little while now. We do it every day. We try and talk about stuff that's going on in Hamilton, like this retirement home. Um, the other thing, though, is that uh, we spend our Wednesdays focusing on COVID-19. This isn't a podcast about COVID-19. If you're joining us for the first time, <laughs> usually we're a bunch of jackasses. But we this is sort of what inspired us to do this daily. Uh, and so we take a day and, and we talk about this. We're not always super heavy. I just figured that was good to mention, guys, for somebody who's like, wow, these guys are kind of deep and this is kind of depressing. Anybody that tuned in right from the the beginning, they heard us start on it and we were talking about it like Home Alone. And then all of a sudden, it went went deep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What Home Alone should be if it was actually a real story that happened where you left your fucking kid alone for a week. Uh, And uh, so we, 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 yeah. No, I, was, I was just going to say, we're, we're, we're trying to keep it to Wednesdays so it doesn't bleed yeah. into every aspect of our show. Like, you know, it, it, it it's definitely, hard not to. It's though, hard right? not to because it's so different yeah. and nobody's doing anything either. <laughs> we're all sitting at home doing sweet fuck all. So what else are we going to talk about? Well, exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? I got no stories. Of, I got no stories about going on vacation. No, no, nobody does right now. You know what interesting? You know, an interesting question to ask people, because the answer for me is yes, is do you think that you've already had COVID? Do you think that you got COVID in late 2019 when a lot of other people were sick? I know that my I know that my daughter had pneumonia uh, in late in late 2019. My other one had a really, really bad. My sister did too a little bit. I had a really bad mm-hmm. cough and sore throat and all the, well, except for the new ones that they're saying like dementia and all that kind of stuff that you can get. But um, yeah, like I, I, I feel that I, I may have had it already. Yeah. So the other March, uh, right before, I don't yeah. know. I actually won't see. <laughs> I was out for a bit. It was a bit of a, it was a bit of a, a, a content drop for us before Mark came in. I, I mean, I, like I was working through symptoms of this insane illness for like two weeks before right. Mark jumped on and it was, it fucked me up, man. It really fucked me up. So I think I definitely. I'm the fucking cure for uh-huh. The, the other local thing that we wanted to hit on was the uh, uh, people are driving like assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're driving like assholes, but at least they're sober. True right? Fuck, only only one, only one uh, criminal charge for impaired driving over the weekends. Um, over eight hundred charges. On a long weekend in Ontario, one which is impaired wild. charge yeah. that is unheard yeah. of. 
project recalibrate wow. had uh, 805 total charges uh, 637 were speeding which i live right next to the uh, kenilworth access they could just fucking stay on there all day and get all the guys on their crotch rockets all fish day in a long. number would have been uh, there was uh, four, or sorry, twenty-four stunt driving charges. Mm. So that's what 50, 50 over the speed limit. I think yep. is stunt driving. Yeah. And really, in any instance, that's too fast. If it's thirty and you're going eighty, that's too fucking fast. If it's fifty and you're going hundred, that's too fast. And if it's hundred and you're going hundred and fifty, that's yeah. too fast. <laughs> so that's fair enough. And then one hundred and forty-three other charges. So I don't know what. Ah. BMW is not fucking saying yeah, yeah. I don't and know what the others would and be. Just, and then just the one impaired charge. But yeah, that's like that's a lot of charges, but only one impaired charge. I wonder if they're misreporting impaired <laughs> charges. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not the, making the, an excuse. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, 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 no. That's sorry. for Ontario. What, that's yeah. for Hamilton. What I was, what I was going to say. I wonder if the breathalyzer tests are being not not being used as much because of COVID. Mm. I've wondered that. They're not too. sticking their head in the car. They're not sticking their head in the car to get that whiff of booze like I'm, they were. I wonder. I was wondering about that too. Is ah. yeah, the process of pulling somebody over has got to be really. No, no, not, not the numbers. But how that's. I mean, it's it's got to have an effect on how cops are pulling people over. I don't want to stick. Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious about that, man. I don't know how that would work because uh, they, I don't know if people, they're giving the masks. They must be. How many people have been pulled over? Rolled down the window and started faking a cough. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new getting out of a ticket it's is coughing. It's the new getting out of a ticket. <laughs> it's the new tit. A COVID cough is the new tits as far as, as, far yeah. as getting out of a ticket is concerned. Was I speeding, officer? <laughs> I don't know what I could have been thinking. Uh, oh my god yeah i was hearing some stuff on facebook do you want me to blow for you (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) no man keep going i got i got another 20 minutes (laughs) Um, i went to my my cheap producer mind there for i'm selling vacuums on tomorrow's episode by the way I've, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about how uh, it's bullshit that the police are doing speed traps because they should be doing other more pressing things. And and I just remember <laughs> thinking, here, yeah, that's exactly, exactly. That, and, I, and I was just like, this is a debate. This is one of those Facebook debates that I saw. And, and I'm like, I don't want to get involved, obviously, because I very rarely do. But um, I, that's all I was thinking is like, what a... Have you been driving? Like, like people have been. People are driving like assholes. Like, you, you can't go. It's like the autobahn out there. It's true. It really it is. is. How how could you possibly argue? Don't you have anything better to do? No, you're driving like an asshole. Well, the thing is, is well, the thing is, is those particular cops don't because they're fucking new. That's why they're on the side of the road with a speed gun yeah. in their hand. The, the ones that actually have something to do are called detectives, and they're mm. fucking doing their work. Don't don't worry if you're breaking other laws they'll get mm. you they're not just I, I, I live <laughs> I'm in Westdale I'm just down the street Fair from enough. like one of the one of the most popular speed traps in the city 
Uh, that's what, oh yeah, right, right on the other side on the of the other bridge. Side yeah. of the bridge there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that bridge—it's nearly impossible to go fifty fucking kilometers an hour over that. You just you're like, oh, I want to go over. And while you're Why driving over a highway, and it's you know it feels like an on ramp, you just <laughs> need to accelerate. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I've uh, actually I I knew a cop. He's retired now, but he was. We were talking, and we were talking about that particular trap, and they had just gunned a, uh, got a guy doing 115 going over that bridge. Oh, my God. 115. Yeah. What the hell was you got to pick up a lot of pace between oh, fucking Dundurn and that oh bridge. Oh, my Please. God. <laughs> Surprised they didn't throw down tire spikes for that guy. Like, <laughs> 115. Wow. They, they've opened up a couple cool ones on the Red Hill. There, there's one wow. that's like, as you're getting off the Red Hill to go on the Toronto ramp, he like, I'm not like telling people this so that they, actually I am telling them so they won't fucking speed. So there, there's a speed trap there. Don't speed. Uh, um, but he tucks himself in behind kind of where the pylons are. So you literally can't see him until you've gone past him. And then he's, you're fucking Oh, there's some good ones. So, yeah, the Red the red Hill and the Link. The Red Hill and the Link. I mean, there's sufficient speed. Um, sorry, what what are they called? Traffic enforcement sites. That's what the police. That's what yeah. the police call mm. speed traps. I like Tra- traffic I like enforcement it. sites. There are enough along those two stretches of road now that I I believe that most of us most of us have been conditioned to drive the speed limit. Yep. And former Hamilton Police Chief Glenn DeCare had one of the best quotes I've ever heard in terms of uh, in, enforcing speed limits. Compliance is free. Do, do the speed yeah. limit. <laughs> you won't have any yeah. reason to bitch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, bitching absolutely. about being caught in traffic is one thing. Bitching about you were running late, so you had to do 130. Sorry. You, you, you made that situation. Now, there, I, I will say this. There are times when you do have to speed. And I had one a couple of days ago where my wife and I were leaving. We were just going for a drive, one of our afternoon drives to fucking put the kid to sleep. And she <laughs> we got about maybe two kilometers down Lawrence. So we were maybe like Lawrence and we had just gone over Kenilworth, the Kenilworth Bridge. And the little one in the back seat says, I have to pee. At which point my wife says, oh, she's not wearing a diaper. I've never spun my car around so fast and driven so fast back down Lawrence to our house to put that kid in a diaper because I just didn't want a backseat of piss. So I, there yeah. are times when speeding's okay. It's true. And I'm glad there's no speed trap. I'm going to remember like that, that for when I'm... I'm going to remember that for when I'm 82, and I'll explain to the officer, I forgot to put on my diaper. I'm sorry. i gotta, I got to get back. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> By the way, I have COVID, too, so please don't take it. Chris, yeah, what were you yeah. going to say? Sorry, man. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, I've been in the station, that situation, too, but I was the one that didn't that forgot to put on a diaper. Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> nothing so the nothing. speeding, it's a little hard. It's, it's harder to speed, too. I guess it's harder to break, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not fun either way. <laughs> see, we're, we're not always deep on this show. Yeah, see. <laughs> um, okay. Schools have been shut down. Oh, yeah. They announced schools yes. shutting down yesterday. Yeah. That was a big news. And I was curious because, I mean, this doesn't impact me at all. Um, you got no kids. S- yeah. So, 
it's an interesting headline for sure, but it, but it, for me, but it, but I feel like it has a little bit more of an impact on you guys. Um, and it's it just happened yesterday, so I don't even know if you guys have a, have really developed a take on it. It's it's kind of hard to in a day, and it's never happened before. But like, you know, like have well, you talked to your kids about that yet, or like what's what's it looking like on your guys's end from that news? Oh, well, it's two totally different takes because I'm older than Mark, therefore my kids are older than his. So how what? So your kids, uh, Mark, what's what's going on there? Yeah, so my oldest one is five. So she just just started junior kindergarten in September, and she just kind of started getting her. She calls them her BFFs. She she gets to see her BFFs every day, and uh, and now she doesn't. So. Um, you know, <laughs> I think my wife's conceded to the fact that she's going to be a, uh, a high volume real estate agent and teacher for the next <laughs> month and a half with our kids. Well, you know, what I mean, I, I try to infuse myself in where I can. Um, it's that that's the part of it that that sucks for me is that I, I don't get to see my little girl play with mm. her friends because I just think like I had some cool little friends. I had like Lino and my buddies and stuff when I was in, you know, I mean, that, that age and these were, yeah, Lino. I grew up, I grew up in Toronto, so it's pretty multi-cultural okay. society. Yeah, it wasn't fucking, it wasn't Niagara Falls. Uh, that, yeah. that wasn't a Cochran <laughs> thing, though. Yeah. There's no yeah. Lino's in Cochran. No, 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 that was in Toronto. Okay. That was in Toronto. Because they'd so. be known as, as um, Lino in yeah, they know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, you know, I mean, to, to, for her to not have her little friends, that that sucks for for her, and then that sucks for me as well because I'm not as fun as a, okay. a five year old, and I can tell that she wants kids to play with her that are her age. Her sister's two and a half, and the next closest person is my wife, who's not two and a half. She's nineteen. Okay, so we do. Okay, so let me back that up. Mark, Mark just three drops of sweat (laughs) dripped down from his face between the point of his answer. It was like before Trudeau said moist. Like, don't fucking say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Fuck it. I said it. Damn it! I promised myself I wouldn't say it. (laughs) Um. Okay, so we do have that in common. My kid misses the social angle too, but but my kids, yeah. she's you know she's great. She's going to be graduating next year, or is she? Right? She's not. So it's a totally different yeah. thing in terms of just education itself. The timing couldn't be worse for her because we don't know where does grade twelve stand. There's online classes now that you know are difficult for some kids and not for others, and so with, with her, it's more of a mature student problem than it is with mark and and even in terms of uh oh geez we have to adjust our schedules because for mark schools the babysitter still right like it, it's not babysitter in terms of yeah. raising your kids i don't mean you're a lazy parent or anything like that but no no it's 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 uh supervision that doesn't cost you money <laughs> or you know allows you yes. time to do what mom and dad need to do during the day so for you that's different my kid's old enough where i i just go about my business Mm. You know, the thing is, too, is if it was just if it was just I know this sounds weird. If it was just the schools, but daycares were still open, it wouldn't be as bad because the older one's cool. But that little one, fuck, man, sometimes during the day, you're just like, <laughs> I pay good money to a daycare provider to fucking take care of you. And I paid double now. <laughs> At least, you know, it's money well spent. 
Oh, man. And I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, one thing that we were talking about earlier is there's going to be obviously some inquiries and a, a newfound respect for people that work in retirement homes. I think that that same respect will be for fucking teachers uh, who maybe get a bit of a bad rap sometimes from parents about the work that they do, because now that they are forced to do that work, it's... Uh, it's tough. Now, granted, they're also parents are trying to do that work while also doing another job. That's hard. Uh, in, a, in a lot of respects, whereas teachers, that's their job. Like my brother's a teacher as well. And he was uh, he said, well, it's about time that they finally just made a fucking decision. He's like, you know, what I mean, it's one of the good education decisions that uh, Ford has made so far was finally just saying, like, OK, it's done for the school year. That's it. That's all. Uh, you know, what I mean, distance learning can still happen. He he, he uh, I mean, Ben's sentiments about how kids react to online learning is perfect. Like he, my brother said it perfectly. I mean, the kids that are good learners do well when, when it's that type of environment. The ones that have trouble learning in class are sure as shit not going to be able to do it online and are likely not going to do a lot of the work. Now, he actually had an interesting because what he does is he calls the students and says like, hey, like, I mean, Joe, what's going on? How, I mean, I sent you some work. How, how has it gone so far? So he's following up with them. And the one kid actually said, he's like, well, like I have a little brother who's five and my parents are gone all day at work. Like I have to take care of my brother during the day. So, you know, I mean, you've got 13, 14 year old kids that are now taking care of a five year old. It's like fucking Little House on the Prairie. She'll be upset. Kids. She'll be upset. Uh, so yeah, I mean, she'll be upset with me for saying so. But my daughter is without a cell phone right now because she's so far behind in one class. She hasn't been handing her stuff in. So I had to yeah. lay the hammer down like, no, you're no done until everything's caught up. You're not doing a damn thing. And and that was thanks to correspondence from the teacher saying, you know, and the, it, the teacher's cool. because It's fashion class. It, it, we're not talking about math or anything. This isn't a crucial course. But the yeah. teacher said she's not going to pass if I don't get this stuff in. So, you know. Yeah, the way to look at it is it's fashion class. You should knock that one out of the fucking yeah. park because math's going to be harder. Yeah. Right? You got to get the A in fashion because you're probably going to get a C in math. That's the way I look at school. Like. <laughs> no, take those high grades where you can. Those those easy classes you need to take advantage of for sure. See, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was the opposite. I was a I was the minimalist like my daughter. It was what do I need? All my attention went to what do I need to pass to get out of here. Mm. That's where I put all. I laid all my. And I mean, I was not a great. I'm no mathematician, but the, but I was good in yeah. good in the other essentials. Well, the, the the maths and sciences not so much. But the, that that's. But that yeah. was the reason. That's well, that's, but that's the reason that a lot of my uh, studying time and focus went to those courses because I knew I had to have them. So the 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 you know business class or whatever kind of fell by the wayside and i got my c in that and i was good but mm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah high school's like that too high school you only have to submit a certain number of classes i think right when you're applying to universities or whatever but it's, if it's, that's the pursuit how you want to do it so i remember yeah you're right it's it's you're not looking at it as in terms of average like you would in like college or university it's more so like you know yeah, pick those. Yeah, yeah, force those big marks in those other ones. Yeah, I, the I get difference, that. the difference in specialization from my daughter now in high school to when I was in high school in the mid to late eighties is unbelievable. Some of the courses that are available yeah. to kids, oh, wow! Yeah. I mean, it's 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 great. Yeah. It, at least it allows them that opportunity to explore a little bit more before they make a decision on what they're doing. Mm. Post secondary, and don't forget, like when I was in high school, we had grade thirteen still, so you were a year ahead when you went off yep, to university absolutely. and college so yeah 
We had we had uh, OAC, yeah, same, but same, OAC, uh, same yeah, idea. Same. I had the same thing. Uh, quick, while we're talking about education, a quick shout out to my uh, younger sister who just graduated from Queens. Hey, wow, so she's, uh, good for yeah. her. So she'll be uh, she'll be a lawyer hopefully by so, uh, by the fall when she has a chance to take her bar. What was the relation again, Mark? Sorry, Your younger, my younger sister. Oh. So she's my stepsister. My dad, you, my dad, and my stepmom have, uh, have two kids: my younger brother and my younger sister. My brother's ten years younger what's than he, me. My what's he do? Twelve years younger. He's, okay. He's a teacher. Boy, your parents must look at you and go, what the fuck did we do wrong with this one, eh? <laughs> huge <laughs> fucking disappointment. Huge, huge disappointment. <laughs> recording a show for free in my fucking I got a lawyer. I got a lawyer, a teacher, and a podcaster. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains why he was always doing weird shit like playing with himself at holiday and stuff. I mean, this is just a failed experiment, this Mark one. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I'm the, I'm the same in my I'm family. This, I'm, this fucking I'm the same in my family. My sister's a nurse, for Christ's sakes. What happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, let, let's get back to the hard-hitting story of another... How many people are being locked down in China for the second wave? Uh, you know, just 100 million. Oh, just three times. <laughs> Chris, what's this? Right. It's a, a hundred million. There's a hundred yeah. million, a hundred and eight million people in China. So what's the backstory? Is this okay? So or something? Not exactly. Um, so so China China was more successful in locking down the affected area um, than a lot of the like, especially a lot of the the Western countries are concerned um they had that one province which is the hubei province which is like the area up where wuhan was that they shut down and locked people down to stop the spread and they were relatively successful at doing that uh and as such some of these other provinces in china uh that are that are completely disconnected from this hubei province that was mainly affected haven't really experienced the COVID-19 outbreak in the same way as we have been experiencing it. So essentially what happened was there's a cluster of infections in this other place in China. It's only 34 infections that they found, right? They only found 34 people that have been affected. So they're locking down the entire region so that it doesn't spread more and get into a situation that they had over at the other part um, of the country. So it's very different than what we're experiencing. It's not as if, you know, um, Wuhan, the area of Wuhan, they beat it back, they reopened, and then there's a second wave. It's not a question of that. This is actually the first wave in this other part of China, if that may, if I'm if I'm explaining okay. it in such a way that makes sense. So it's not something that that would no. we can learn from in, per se, but it definitely shows that China is taking this instance much more seriously than they were when it happened in in, in Wuhan. I guess mm. is, is the safest bet we can learn from that right now. Okay, I wouldn't. Hmm. Yeah, I've got a few reactions to that. One is I wonder if they would be taking these steps had they not gotten so much egg on their face the first time. The whole, you know, Trump's driving the anti-China train, so they want to make sure they look good. Because, I mean, let's face facts, they, they, they really fucked it up at the start, right? And that's why you're seeing all these Chinese envoys all over the world dropping off medical supplies. It's not because they suddenly got nice. It's because they're trying to sell themselves as good guys all of a sudden. They're in that position on the international stage. 
Yeah, they made a mistake. Like leaving yeah, the guy yeah. at the retirement mm, home. Yeah. Again, I think that big it's a big mistake yeah. because of what it is. I think but, this is like like China doesn't yeah. really give a shit about in my opinion, obviously. I don't think well, China really gives world. a shit what anybody else thinks about them. True. I think they got fucked up by the first outbreak and they see 34 here and they're like they realize what the situation is it's interesting mm. to me to see how opposite the other countries are taking it like namely the united states it's the complete opposite they're saying oh no we, we don't need to shut down we can operate business as usual whereas these guys are taking 34 infections and shutting down 108 million people immediately so it's interesting to see the contrast in that as well but like i don't i think i think they got hurt so bad from the other one and they realized how to Debilitating and long stretched it is that they can if they were to get it if and they also learned that if you get it early it can be over in a couple of weeks so it'll be interesting I, I don't know I, I it's too early to tell what what's going on really. okay let me let me just pause here with a question for the two of you then um, it, again if you're new to black sheep radio as of late uh, most of the conversation that's gone on around COVID between the three of us between Chris and Mark and myself is that uh, Chris and Mark, by and large, have been very pro-restriction and status quo. Let's stay where we are and and maintain this social distancing and all the rest of it um, in order to sort of manage the outbreak where I, of late, have been more of a let's loosen restrictions a little bit. Um, So in light of that, first of all, you guys would agree with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. So, so. Okay. So, with that, with that caveat, then, what, what is your reaction to this hundred million person lockdown in terms of what we're doing here? What's going on here? Well, I actually just read an interesting article about this. That this whole, like, this thirty-four people that are now infected in this new province, that it actually was all started by a Chinese guy. His name was uh, Yen McVie. <laughs> oh. He went to his cottage over the weekend. <laughs> He stopped at a he stopped at a gas station and he stopped at a Tim Hortons to grab a coffee because he just wanted to go grab a fucking ladder at his trailer and then that started. So again, I think that people should just fucking stay home. <laughs> You're making it very hard. You're making it very hard to be Zen McBee McVee right now. Oh I can tell God. you that. Oh. Well played, asshole. Holy shit. I've been writing that down for like well five played, minutes. Asshole. <laughs> Holy shit. Well played. I don't know if that's how it started, but what I do think is that... Uh, <laughs> I cannot I confirm or nor deny if that's how it started. I'm hitting, I'm hitting stop. I'm out. Holy shit, that was funny. Oh my god. Good night. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know. I, I don't. I like it's, it it it. I could see both. I could see both ends of it, and it's a scientific argument. So the only way to really know what the truth is is to wait it out and see who gets messed up the most. But, but like, let's look at it from an example of, like, you know, be, because China locked down this entire area and didn't let people get accustomed to it you know now now it seems like they're gonna have to go through lockdowns for 
you know, the foreseeable future, right? Whereas the opposite in Canada, it seems to have gone through a lot of the population. They call this like that herb, the, the herd immunity thing. They've braced for it. And now it's like slowly reopening it up and we're slowly on the, the a countrywide level of recovery. We'll see. Like there, there's places, one of the things I, I, I wanted to bring up too, um, Sweden didn't lock down at all, right? Like, I don't know if you, have you guys followed any of the stuff that was happening in Sweden, right? Like they... I tried they, to they, fo- I tried to follow <clears throat> along, but I didn't have the right Allen wrench, so I left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, build a newspaper myself every day. Uh, an IKEA manual over there. <laughs> <laughs> they're just there's like the 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 thing is is like I guess in Sweden they're so used to putting together. Uh, uh, shitty furniture with very little direction that, that they just trusted their population yeah. to obey the rules that they set out without too much government uh, wow. involvement. So they Look actually, they didn't shut anything down. They, they, they kind of operated hoping that like, you know what, we'll leave it to people to do the best thing that they did. You know, the deaths Bravo, were up. Sweden. The Bravo. difference is, here's the, here's the difference God, though. No, One of the contrasts. Pause right now. As soon as Ikea, as soon as you open, I am coming there to buy a shiny new ectorp just to support your government <laughs> one of the differences though with sweden specifically and and it's not something that you can necessarily do in the united states because sweden's healthcare system is one of the best in the world okay. right so that's that's a caveat canada okay. you know it's foreseeable like we we have a really well developed healthcare system sweden's in a situation where they you know they, they, they seem to have weathered it. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a little different. And they also don't have like, you know, it, it's a younger population. A lot of people live in uh, single person households. They, that was one of the issues in, in Italy is that there you have you have uh, a multi-generational households where, where, you know, young people and older people and their parents living together, which was causing a lot. A lot of the deaths is what they're saying, mm. um, you know, uh, culturally uh, 10, 10% sorry death rate, though. yeah 10% death rate 10% of the people that have gotten covid in yeah Sweden no the death rate's higher yeah 30, hmm. the death rate's higher that, that's right. that one thing yeah so they made so they made that choice they made that choice that trump is trying to make which is keep the, the economy is more important than lives there's not going to be that many lives versus how much money we will lose headline number two, two. Can I throw this in now? Headline number two. This is a story out of the National Post. As many as 20%, Mark, who works in mortgages, as many as 20% of mortgages could go into arrears if the economic situation in Canada does not improve. According to CMHC estimates, the ratio of household debt to GDP in Canada could reach 130% in the third quarter of this year. A sharp increase from around 99% before the pandemic. We are barely scraping by as it is. Hang on. Debt as a share yeah. of disposable income, meanwhile, will rise to 230% in the third quarter, up from 176. Um, there were a lot of economists warning the Canadian, uh, well, the government, um, economists assessing the fact that Canadians carry an enormous, enormous burden of debt. With that being said, Huge. <coughs> excuse me, I, I'm not, I'm not a pro-Trumper, 
when it comes to this. I'm just saying that that approach that the United States is taking is extreme and it's radical. But I hate to say this. This is a reality that is setting in and is becoming a is going to become as big a part of the picture as fighting the pandemic. This is this is a, this is reality here. So at what point are we going to reach we we not at what point guys I I'm just saying we have to start thinking along the lines of that breaking point that at some point we are going to have to make a hard decision like the one the Swedish government has made to just say we're going to have to let this pass and I know that sounds horrible and it sounds inhumane and it sounds insensitive but my thinking on this I hate to get just let me lay this out and then you guys can say whatever I'll get get your reaction on this but from the beginning I I know this sounds really deep and weird, and maybe it is. I don't know. But again, the human species is the only species on the planet that does not act harmoniously with the system. Uh, These things happen to every species on the planet. And uh, bovine encephalitis and swine disease and bird flu and ash borers and all of these things. And at some point... I really do think we're going to have to submit to that because of the reality that we cannot, we either have to dramatically change how we interact with the world in terms of the things we have and what we get by on and what we see as necessities. And going out and, and, and doing our business, we, 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 we have to. Everything we're doing, everything about this reaction, this people are dying reaction really does not act harmoniously with the way the system works. It doesn't. That's that's my argument here. So mm. what do you say? Oh, there's a lot there. Um, I would say that we we, the... we, 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 we sorry, let me just finish. I feel sure. I feel that we're we find it an affront that we get COVID-19 and people are dying and yet we're going to go out and hop in vehicles and belch carbon out into the planet, go and eat three species, chop down a bunch of trees so that we can afford our Big Macs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm coming from and yeah. I find it I find that there's there is a definite um there's an epo- there's an inert uh hypocrisy to all of this that we're protecting ourselves when really this is a part of the process of the system protecting itself. And at some point, we have to maybe dwindle a little bit in our numbers. And I know that's horrible to say, but this is a part of nature. And I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay, so the only thing... Uh, two, all right, two things, and then I'll pass it over to Mark. From the financial perspective, I don't think that opening it up opening up back to business as usual is just going to miraculously make everything better. I, I think even in Sweden, there uh, the, a lot of the local businesses down there are, are experiencing catastrophic losses because people are aware of the situation just because, just because they, they're not 
gov- forced by the government to s- stay locked down doesn't mean people are rushing to restaurants in Sweden because they're, they're aware of what the situation is. It's not the case in the United States. People are fucking deli- like they're just like, it's my right to eat a cheeseburger. And then they run to a restaurant anyways and then get COVID and fuck themselves up or whatever. You know what I mean? But like that, I don't think I don't think opening it up in Canada, for example, if, just to use an, a local um, a local spin on it. Do you if 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 uh, your favorite restaurant opened up tomorrow, would you go? No. Like would exactly right. So there's going to be financial losses just from a restaurant's perspective. Okay. And, okay. But you know, just 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 to, just to interject really quick is I'm not saying that we just open back up and let the thing run its course. Of course, but we do open back up more aggressively and get back out there a little bit more yeah. aggressively but responsibly yeah okay. no all i'm saying is because you were talking you were talking about like the whole household debt thing yes. i just don't think that there would have been a situation where i see what you're saying okay. economically we would have been completely unaffected by this you know whether we locked it down or whether we left it open i don't think there was any a situation an outcome where we weren't going to end up kind of fucked over because of it um, okay the economy economic wise so i don't think that has anything to do with it and then the last point about the the um the health care like I understand the argument that this is a natural course of like a course correction of you know maybe the environment fighting back or whatever but like you know people and and I just don't the, the saying that people die isn't a good enough excuse for us not to try to save as many lives as possible like you can't like the whole healthcare system is built on the fundamental principle of we're trying to preserve life and to say that people die so you know get over it we we should do and then that's not saying exactly what you're saying but like you know i think that if we have if it's in our power to prevent the loss of life i believe that we have an ethical and moral responsibility to do everything that we can do to preserve that life. So whether that person's 85 or whether that person's 11 years old, like if there's something that I can do to help possibly, or if there's something as a society we can do to help extend that person's life, I think like our society is built on that principle to make sure that they live as long a life as possible. I, and I, t- I totally agree with what you're saying. That is a natural human response, but that, yeah, and 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 again, I don't need to get all deep, but in, in the back of my mind, I just don't see how that jives with everything else that's going on on the planet. Sure, it's against nature. I, I guess I is what you're it, saying. Yeah, that is what I'm it saying. Is. I don't. I don't it see is. eight caribou running back to save the one that got nailed by the wolf. Yeah, everything humans do is against nature. That's like the. That's yeah. I mean, look, just look at what we've done to the planet, right? right like that's right. this is like like that's totally yeah. Like those those ideas definitely exist in the exact same thing. They they're not we're not arguing, but yeah, interesting. Hmm. Uh, so my take on this is um, the our economy doesn't fucking hinge on golf courses and marinas and campgrounds these are not the things that would need to open in order for our economy to really start these are things that uh, in my opinion at least from where i'm sitting look like they are more tailored towards those with money to try and keep those with money a little bit uh, happy through this um we are not the united states 
um, either in the way that we deal with our economy, in the way that we have subsidized people. We did not just give Canadians $1,200 and say, there you go, fucking figure it out. We continue to give them, uh, to, I mean, we, the government continues to uh, help uh, those families that are in need of that um, response benefit. I'm one of them. Um, where that money is going, where that money is going to come from, does it fucking matter? We're gonna. It's not like they were gonna stop paying. We were gonna stop paying taxes sometime in 2021. So we're gonna keep paying those taxes. We're gonna keep paying for that benefit. That's just that's fucking reality. Um, our reaction to this should not be the same as the United States. And I know why a lot of Canadians think that it is, and that's because out of the hundred stations that we get 98 of them are from the fucking united states so we are getting that message that this is enough i should be able to get out we are getting that message. canadians are getting that message from the united states that it is time to open up it is not time to open up because again on the very same weekend that we decided to open up a couple of things another fucking retirement home got evacuated because 63 out of 64 people, and I would imagine 64 was probably that poor fucker that got left there, uh, had COVID. 63 out of 64 people got fucking Is that really a surprise? So though, while we're that, up, again, I'm not being insensitive, but that's not a surprise. It's a susceptible demographic locked in a building together. Yeah. I guess, but I understand, but prior to COVID, 63 out of 64 people in a fucking retirement home weren't getting the flu. Okay. Yeah. So, but the flu would still go around so to a susceptible population. So it speaks to its communicability. But uh, let me back you up. But let, let, go let ahead, me, Mark. Well, let, me, yep. let me just ask. Let me just ask. You, you, you used a term, and I'm just curious. You, you know the, the hockey player Tom Wilson, correct, for yeah. the uh, Washington Capitals? He's aggressive yeah. as fuck, isn't he? Would you consider him to be responsible? Is he responsible when he's on the ice or does he recklessly throw his body around the ice, uh, injure players and then get suspended from his team because he is not responsible? I think to say that we need to have a aggressive but responsible reopening, that's a it's an oxymoron. Hmm. You can't have you can't have both. You can't yeah, have aggressive and responsible. People that are aggressive are not responsible. Uh Chris mentioned the environment fighting back. So the environment is fighting back. And I really like that term. I like that when you see uh, reports from fucking northern India, where it's the first time in however many years that they can see the Himalaya mountains. Like, that's pretty wild. And it's cool that, uh, I mean, maybe the environment is fighting back. Maybe this was introduced to us. Yet we, being the humans that we are, think that we're so fucking great that we are going to fight back against that and say, no, we're going to fucking open up. No, we're not going to stay home. We're going to open up. We are fighting against nature. That's a losing That's a losing battle. And again, while we open up golf courses, people are still getting diagnosed with this. The numbers are actually going up. I'm really curious to see what happens in, in two weeks, after two weeks after the long weekend that just went by. Thank fucking God the environment and Mother Nature fought back again and made it rain on Sunday and Monday. So all those <laughs> fuckers that had golf times yeah, okay. had to cancel those. And you know what they were doing? They were in their house playing fucking Tiger Woods 99, which I, they should have been I'm just going to... Go the last thing that I have is this is a battle between humans and money. And you keep talking about the system. The system that is in, in jeopardy of breaking is that is that money system that 1% of the fucking population has like 80% of the fucking, uh, you know what I mean? The, the, the wealth, like that system, I'm, I'm, and I work in fucking mortgages and I'm okay with that system breaking. 
This whole thing has completely changed the way that my brain is wired about what is important. And I asked you guys yesterday, are you in a divided house? Are you in a house where you want things one way and the person that you're with wants things the other way? Because I am. I'm in a house where my wife wants to be able to fucking go to the mall and walk around and waste fucking money, hmm. and I'm not. I'm in the, here's the fucking 25 items that I need from Walmart. Here's what I'm fucking ordering. That's it. You know what? I don't need any new jeans. Yeah, the jeans I have are kind of rough, but I don't need that shit. I don't need to be able to go to a fucking restaurant and gorge on a full fucking rack of ribs <laughs> covered in sauce and fucking mashed potatoes. Yeah, hit me with another gravy. And you know what? After I packed all that into my gut, bring me some fucking dessert because I'm a fucking pig. Because 98% of the channels that I watch are American channels where I'm watching fat fucking pigs <laughs> fill themselves on the trough of fucking society. You're not a Guy Fieri fan, man. <laughs> Good brand. That's how I feel. I'm okay with I'm okay with this system being broken because okay. the system is broken because people fucking it is. You, you said it perfectly. Yeah, Canadian debt's up to like 130. <clears throat> Who gives a shit? It was at a, it was at 99% before. We were, it took, it took the, the, the fucking COVID like a week and people were like, well, yeah. fuck, I can't pay my mortgage. Yeah. I haven't had a job for a week. Like, come on, you're that it's far just... behind. And that's because we try to fucking do what they do down in the South. We gorge ourselves. We lived, we, we actually are more against the fucking wall than the United, than Americans are. We are more household debt than those fat, slovenly fucks in the states that just will take every, consume every little bit of everything that's offered to them. We're worse than them. We should be fucking ashamed of ourselves. And this is a perfect opportunity for people to scale back what they need and just go with what I they don't, want. I, I don't, I don't and, disagree in mm-hmm. principle with what you just said, but just... No, no, that's anyway, okay. Sorry, that that's okay. No, I, I listen. I sure. Let's break the wheel. I, I I agree with that wholeheartedly, but it's not. You can't just snap your fingers and do that overnight. And just just to back up for a second, no, you, no. Just, you just said something uh, that that stood out, and that is, if we're fighting Mother Nature, we're fighting a losing battle, right? So why yeah. put off the inevitable? If you know it's a losing battle, why put off the inevitable? Lose and get it done. Get it over with. If we're going to lose this battle and the pandemic's going to take out a bunch of people, then all these restrictions and staying home, is that not just putting off the inevitable and costing ourselves a whole lot of misery in the process? Humans adapt. That's what we do. And you know what I mean? You know what I'm adapting to? I'm adapting to the fact that I, I don't know, need a I pair get, of fucking ninety dollar Luger lemons. And you know what? I get that. No one else does either. I get that, they Mark, really, but isn't really it don't. a little pipe dreamy to just say that everybody's just going to switch over and go? Oh yeah, I don't need the like it, that can't happen. And and uh, I know, but yeah, our, it's not a the, the, I know, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're talking about. It just seems to me that what what you're proposing here and breaking the wheel and changing the system and reassessing our needs, that's all good. That's all great. Like the whole environmental thing. That's all good. We need to shift our thinking. There's no question of that. But we don't have the right tools in place to just shift it overnight. And I think a part of that is allowing this to, to just happen and learning from it and and where do we go from here it's a shitty situation but i let that let that let the economy let the economy go the way it has i don't know what happens that's my question i just don't think it is i don't think we can we can afford to uh 
stay at home and and put this off and try and keep as many people as we can alive and and continue to do it in this manner we're going to run out of money it, it it's just it's a fact and, and if I and if I before you go in, Chris, if I can just preface sort of everything that I say with the fact that I know that I have a job right now, mm. and and I come at this with somebody that has yeah. that I have a fucking job. If I was unemployed right now, I when I talk about my brain air. being rewired, it might be re, yeah, it might mm. be rewired differently. I'm coming at this from the position of I I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home. My wife is lucky enough to be able to work from home. But I fucking if if I found out tomorrow mark you don't have a job anymore well okay because how dude, i would like all these that. these these numbers here there's they're saying that there's a very good chance next year that housing price prices are going to plummet mm-hmm. and you both work in the real estate business so maybe it's time to start mm-hmm. thinking about that man you know I'm not saying that you're not or thinking about that. Maybe but. Time, or, or maybe it's time to start. Maybe it's time to start thinking mm-hmm. about doing something. Maybe, different yeah, too. maybe. Yeah. You know, what I mean, maybe, maybe I adapt. Maybe I adapt to the new world. Yeah, I think, I think that's what what's that, that's 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 what everyone's kind of having to do, regardless of again, not to beat up on the same thing, whether it's open or not. I, I think. Like there's going to be job losses and there's going to be a course correction and the, the, the ones that are going to be successful people or businesses are the ones that are going to be able to adapt best to the situation that's given them. So hopefully, mm. you know, the government steps in and they have been right now taking care of the people that are having a hard time adapting to the new situation, uh, less manufacturing jobs, whatever that works out to them to be. Ho- hopefully we have a, as much of a safety net to protect those people because that's society in and of itself. So, yeah, we'll kind of see. Um, we'll kind of see how it goes. But nobody yeah, knows man. and the, we're all it, just trying to survive, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, good one, guys. I thought uh, yeah. it was pretty good. I don't know if we came yeah. to any solutions, but definitely, I don't know. I definitely got all of the COVID out of my system today. And, yes, and, and I'm, me good too. To, I'm, I'm good to get too. it out to, to next Wednesday. Me Hopefully, too. there's a little bit better news too. Now, can I back? Now, can I back up? I can rant. I back up I to get rant. ready for tomorrow? Yes. Uh, you mentioned yeah. Mark that you had uh, gone out for a drive to put the kid to sleep. When when she you forgot the diaper? Yeah. Uh, I want to get yeah, down and yeah. Chris, I mean, you don't have kids, but I, you know, somebody who has kids, you were a kid. Maybe you can ask your mom what she did. Every parent has a secret method, be it a song, be it a drive, be it a route on a drive. Every parent has a method, sure shot, never fail method that they put their kid to sleep. Been crying for two hours. Yeah. You've tried everything. It's time to do this. Maybe it's a song you put on. My sister, for example, my dad would take us out for a drive. She'd be in the back seat, and there was a road, a gravel road alongside the Welland Canal. I grew up in Niagara Falls. And it had to, but it had to be that road. I mean, we lived in the city, so we had to drive sort of out of the city in order to get to Allenburg. Yeah. That's where this road was, just outside Niagara Falls. And she'd cry the whole way. As soon as we hit that friggin' road, she was done. Just out I of that gravel. I, that don't, was yeah, her, I don't know that what was it comfort. was, but every parent has a surefire method to get their kid to crash. Cool. You, you go to fucking yeah. dirt, yeah. Nick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're crazy, man. Fuck, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right, so that, that's the uh, world, I guess. Is that cool? Yeah. With our little, with our little one, I got to do the dirt in the neck sometimes. I feel it's, it's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you should give me a third my neck halfway through my fucking COVID rant. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking COVID system. Are you drunk? Alright, see you guys. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.